This is your host, Sam Jarocki from J-Rock Lawn Care and Gardening. Speaking about all things lawn care, garden related and business wise, whether you do this at home for a bit of fun or if you're trying to break into the business, sit tight and enjoy the podcast. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of J-Rock's Lawn Care Gardening Podcast and here we are on episode number 73 titled Getting Paid. So this podcast here is developed from a question that we had on this week's Instagram DMs and as I've sort of mentioned before that if a question comes through that you'd like me or a topic is on your mind that you'd like me to cover or if it is a question that's maybe too big to answer in the direct messages, anything like that, then I can always push it into podcasts and try and deliver that on a on a bigger note where I can actually talk about it openly and basically get that information across to you in more detail. Because quite a lot of the times, as you know, when you come across Instagram DMs and you're replying or even asking questions, it's sometimes essays that you're going back and forward trying to get your point across. And the chances are, if you're helping that one person, that same bit of information could be helping so many more. So that's the reason why we're going through this today. I just want to start off with reviews. So we've had a couple of podcast reviews since we last sort of read them out. Uh, Both five star, what I'm extremely grateful for. The first one is from Banga Batman that has rated it as a five star podcast and said great listen as the content is always with the aim of share experience and help the listeners. Huge fan, keep up the amazing hard work and effort. That goes into it all. So thank you very much for that. Banger Batman <laughs> is really appreciated. The next one is from BMT Grounds. And he has rated it a five-star podcast again. And said, so from being a tree surgeon, working as part of a team for a large contractor, doing grounds maintenance, to now owning my own business and doing residential and commercial work, I have still learned so much from this podcast. It just goes to show that you never stop learning. Sam has got outstanding knowledge of his job and the whole gardening sector, and I say this myself for the rest of the gardening and grounds community. Thank you for getting us past the tough times when we can just put our headphones on and listen to a podcast, laugh along with you. Literally, it gets us through the day. Don't stop the hard work. You're an asset to this community, and we thank you. Ben from BMT Grounds. Honestly, thank you very much for them. This is something that I just want to touch on really quick within within this podcast. It came last night where, you know, this week I've received quite a few messages, to be honest, three or four of them saying, basically I was helped them, either they were stuck in a, in a rope or something or just didn't know which way to go or they've just started out in the business and they didn't really understand it all and they've started the podcast and I'm not going to read out all the messages that were sent, but they've kind of came across and said how much it's helping them. I actually shared one earlier in the week uh, on Instagram stories and you know sometimes I'll, I'll be honest with you sometimes I read these out and I go oh that's really nice of them you know thank you and and then that's it it sort of it sort of soaks away it's like for all, all you that have got YouTube videos and stuff and they go you know great job and you just go it just becomes normal to say thank you and it kind of moved past well yesterday I actually felt like I had a bit of a build-up of this of this gratitude you know uh just overwhelming gratitude. I suppose as simple as that's what it was. And I read them out to my partner and I says, you know what, I'm feeling so thankful for this. Like it is literally, this podcast is literally giving people the means for you who's listening right now 
to take information. In some podcasts, you're going to listen and you go, that helps me zero amount. You know, that's doing nothing for me because you might already be past it. But then you'll come across a podcast where it could be a 15-second clip of advice from me or a guest or a quote that I've read, and it just does something for you. It just clicks. It just resonates. And, you know, what you then take away from that, it can bring you out this bubble because being a sole trader or just working for yourself, even if you're running big teams, you can get sent into this machine of just what work is, just day in, day out routine. And sometimes when we don't often always feel like we've got someone else that's on the same level that we can speak to. In this podcast, I hope it's like a, what my aim is that it's a, it's a center, it's a core in this sort of family of it, this industry where we can just help, you know, we can be that voice for each other that I don't even need, and I can't tell who's listening to the podcasts, you know, so you don't even need to know who the other person is getting this information, but it can just help, you know, you are just completely incognito listening, and if it takes a bit of advice, you can share that, put it on a story saying, you know, this quote really helped me, or equally you can say nothing and just be happy that you feel a bit more clarity moving forward. So anyway, what I'm trying to get at is just, it has been absolutely, it's been overwhelming the last sort of 24 or 48 hours with how much this has been helping people. And it wasn't until I seen them stats that I shared on Instagram where I realized that it is doing, <laughs> it is doing well and it is doing what the podcast is meant to do. For those that don't follow me on Instagram where I shared the stats, basically what happens is that at the end of the year, You'll probably be getting it from Spotify if you listen through Spotify, you know, your top podcasts or how much you've listened to what song or what music. And basically, I get one back as a creator saying all the things about these podcasts that I'm, that I'm pushing out. So I just want to share some of these stats with you just because they basically they mean a lot to us. It shows the progress that we've done this year together in 2022 creating this podcast. So the first one is you created 1,882 minutes of new content. So that's more than 92% of other creators in the leisure category on iTunes, Apple iTunes. More than 92% of other creators on this platform that we're creating content. The other one is that it was heard this year in 23 different countries. The main ones being United Kingdom, Ireland, Australia, Canada and Greece. The other one was your podcast was in the top 5% most shared globally. That one blew my mind. Globally, right, across the whole world, you, the listeners, have shared this podcast in the top 5% of every other different podcast. You know, within that 5%, we're looking at the Joe Rogan podcast, we're looking at bloody Gardner's World podcast, we're looking at the RHS ones, we're looking at, you know, all these other ones, and we're in the top 5% of sharing content. This little small... Co- podcast that is currently getting recorded in my partner's office is getting shared by you guys to help others in the community that is a magical stat for me the um what i wasn't able to show was the ways that it usually happens is 47 percent through direct link 32 percent on instagram 14 percent on whatsapp and four percent on others and three percent on facebook so 14% on WhatsApp is fantastic. So that shows that you're taking a podcast and you're sending it to someone that you know personally and you're giving off that recommendation. So however you share this podcast it is massively appreciated. Please keep on doing it. It can only help. 
The other one is that you're in the top 10% most followed podcasts. Out of all podcasts, we're in the top 10%. And the other one is your podcast scored at a five. What, you know, I'm massively happy with their overall rating, five stars. All of the content that's been provided has went up this year in the hundreds of percents. What, again, massive, massive fan of. And your podcast is a top 10 podcast for 450 pounds. 450 years this is a top 10 so thank you very much i just wanted to go through them this year we've created 37 episodes 23 different countries and 1800 minutes worth of content so just touching on that thank you very much it is massively massively appreciated so episode 73 getting paid this is off the back of the um this is off the back of all yous out there that are sort of either coming in you're looking at how you get paid properly how you can make sure you get paid, invoices, dramas, it is all in this nutshell of of being a sole trader and or even if you're limited, you know, getting invoices paid and there's not one perfect way to be honest of, of it going through seamlessly, I think unless that you were on a direct debit and that just, you know, was getting paid or you had instant access to their account, this is another thing that I'm going to look forward to maybe jumping into next year but that's yet to be confirmed. So the message that I received on the DMs this this week was, in one of your podcasts, are you okay to talk about financial side to the business? How you keep track of pay, money in and out, how you display invoices, do clients play right after the job, how do you approach it all, and contract work. So the contract work, I will say now, I've got a guest lined up to come on. I'm not going to say who it is yet, because until I actually start the podcast, I don't want to start cancelling people and be, you know, anything can happen with people's schedules. But I've got someone that's very big in the commercial industry coming on the podcast next week. He is someone that people always reach out to for for contractual work advice. He's on YouTube. He gives off a wealth of information and he's been in the industry for many, many years. So he's coming on next week where we're going to touch on everything to basically do with contract works, how you get them, what his experience have been and all that sort of stuff. So that will be in next week's podcast. So please look forward to that one. For this one, though, I will definitely talk about the simp- the simplicity, really, of where I started with invoices, how to get paid, how you can make sure you get paid, kind of what goes into all that, and also where I am now and how I work it at the moment. And also ways that you could take, the way I say it, is like a three-stage approach. So where I used to do it, where I'm at now, and what would be my higher level, where I aim to sort of go to in the future, and what I know would help me even more. So the first one is getting started. Now, a lot of the times we're not in a that lucky of a position where we could, where you look at gardening or you look at grounds maintenance or just lawn care or whatever you're going to sort of branch off into. We don't often come into this with 20 grand in the pocket and go, right, it's time to invest. Let's just fully set up this business as best we can. We'll buy, you know, X amount of money on kit. 10 grand or whatever we'll set up all of our systems for another five grand and we'll make sure that we've got you know everything we physically need it's not that easy often i think what the trend that we see in our trade is people that they've let go from a job haven't recovered it from covid so the the movement to something else it's something where you can already have most of the time the basic bits of kit to get going right so like what you're doing at home you're already cutting your grass you might just have a little mound field 
domestic mower and you've already got a spade, a fork, some hand trowels, you know, and the, the very basics. You might not even have a leaf blower, but you've got a rake. So quite often what we see, and from the people I've talked to, is that they've already got the basics. And so it goes by throwing word out there, knocking on doors, oh, my neighbour wanted me to help, so that's where it started, and then, you know, word of mouth. So it can often start at its most basic form. What comes with that, I believe, is not wanting to push too much money into places where we don't fully think we need it at that time, i.e. invoices getting paid. Because there is ways that you can invest into this sector of your business and it will pay off for you. You know, the better you have that that um, professionalized and, you know, instant and easy, is the easier it's going to work, basically. The easier it's going to come back on you. One thing I've noticed from it and from being the user on the other end is that when I've received an invoice from someone, the easier it is for me to pay the invoice, the quicker I'm going to do it. You know, if I had to go write out a check and go deposit it somewhere or put cash in an envelope and drop it into their, you know, business location next time I was passing, it would take me, and I'll be honest with this because I'm not the best at it, it would take me a few days to get there and sort it out. Whereas if I receive an invoice on an email, I press one button saying pay now, and it takes me straight through to Apple Pay or whatever else, Android Pay, then that would be, you know, just paid there and then because it's ease of use, okay? It's going to get done straight away. What comes with ease of use is money, right? It costs you to make things easier for your customers a lot of the time. Now, you can go above and beyond and maybe work around that, but generally what you see is any sort of platform that's going to help you out pay invoices or, sorry, for your clients to pay invoices for you to get paid, it's going to cost you more money. It's just the way the world works, obviously. But the free ways, the easy ways, so coming in, as I've mentioned, I only had a low budget coming into this. Yes, I had a full job on the side, but I'm telling you, when I say I live month to month, it was more or less exactly what I was doing. You know, bills to pay, child maintenance to pay, all the electricity, the mortgage, whatever else. Like You know, I had a full setup of bills that didn't leave me with much residual to to go do things and to be able to fully invest in a business. It just wasn't on the cards. So what I my initial view was when I started up was how can I get paid? How can I have all these professional, I suppose, services or these um, these channels there without me having to pay loads of money on it? And quite often what comes off from it is time. You've got to put in the time. So the easy free way that I did it in the beginning, Google Sheets, Right, so I wanted anything sort of taken down, data handled. I created it all myself. None of it was automatic. None of it was pulled from a, a database or you know linked in through a chain of emails where it pulls data, anything like that. It was me coming in on an evening and typing out all my information. So easiest free way, Google Sheets. This is basically just Excel, but it's a free version. So if you don't have Excel, again, that's the first thing I thought of, and then you look at the 130 quid or 80 quid a month or whatever it is for the Microsoft package, I just thought, I don't really want that. I don't really want to be paying a monthly payment or a yearly payment on something that I don't see that is important. So when I looked around, Google Sheets popped up. It's absolutely free to use. The fantastic thing with Google Sheets is you've got it on your phone, you can have it on your laptop, whatever other devices, you change it on one and it'll change to the other. 
So I spoke before that when it came to treatment plans and things like that, I would write out a whole Google Google uh, Sheets spread spreadsheet of the distance that they've got and equate that into the amount of feed that they need purely for their garden. Now I'd work that all that out on my laptop where it's nice and easy to do so. When I'm out doing treatments on a day, I just get out the phone, click on Google Sheets, and I've got the amounts for every single customer for me to just be able to weigh that amount out there and there without having to work out the amount on site. And that worked really well for me. And to be fair, I still use parts of this method at the moment. But what I would do is generally I would have a spreadsheet created for free by myself with all the clients' names on it. And then you basically just make your own table. We've all made tables, even if it was way back when you are in school. You know, down the left have, you know, whatever it might be, the serial numbers 1 to 20, for example. Across the top, you're going to have all the different columns. So you're going to have client's name, client's address, client's contact details, uh, invoice sent, invoice paid. You know, you can either do that by dates or just colouring them columns green or red if they haven't paid yet. Orange if it's been sent but it hasn't been finalised. All this sort of stuff just to make your life easier. And that's the way I worked it in the beginning. And what I actually did, again, and I've shouted out this process many times. And this is, like I say, for people that are towards the start that are maybe in this realm of wanting to do it all professionally but not wanting to invest the money in it just yet then you've also got things like Canva. So Canva is a app, C-A-N-V-A. It's an app where you can design pretty much anything from business cards to Instagram posts to brochures. It's kind of like Publisher, but with so much more and a lot more user-friendly. So Canva is something that I would then use for, you can create invoices on. So you literally click templates, invoices, it will bring up 10, 20, 30 different type of invoice templates, click on the one you like, change out a few pictures, change out the logos, and that's it. You've now got a set invoice that looks very professional. It's got all the information required, which for invoices is normally your address, your details, the client's address, who you're billing it to, um, the amount of money that you're charging them for, what service and what the total is, and how they get to pay you, is basically the the ins and outs of an invoice. For me, I always stick the the payment details on the bottom of the invoice. So it's in the bottom column, just from the off, it's always there. And that way, you know, it's always stable right in the middle of the invoice, they can't miss it. And that's the way I did it for free. This is like your base one. This is the, the easier, simpler, so I say easier, it is the, the cheaper way because it costs nothing to do unless you want to pay for the upgraded canva if you want to go premium with that it's something around seven to ten pound per month i think but i do pay that but i do a lot of designing i do a lot of designing posts for for advertising when i was doing it you know i would make my own sort of campaigns up so whether it was a, a spring campaign ready to kick back in and pushing certain types of services or coming in a leaf clear up in winter work or just an overall campaign of what is J-Rock Lone Care and Gardening, how we can help you. I basically create all my advertisement campaigns on Canva. So for me, it works out really well. It looks more professional than Bill that is trying to do it for a fiver on Facebook Marketplace, but it may not look as good as, you know, your nationalized franchises that have got thousands and thousands of pounds to put into an advert. 
but it puts you in that middle ground where it still looks professional and it is still decent. So the next level up from this and what I then moved on to, and I must say I moved on to this pretty quick, by month two of starting the business, I already spoke to my accountant. I found out that she uses an app or a CRM called QuickBooks, what is an accountancy app where you can track your invoices, you can do um, receipt snaps. So if you go buy a bit of equipment, no longer do you need to keep a hold of of that invoice, that receipt. You literally take a picture of it on the app, you fill out if the tax details on it, and that's it. It gets strength, sent straight into the system, and you just match that to a payment. It tracks your mileage, whether it's per, uh, personal or business. This works really well for me because I got the van on a pe- personal lease, mainly because it's also my daily runner. I have to be able to select what that fuel is used for, whether that journey was for dropping my son off and it was personal, or whether that was me going to a consultation somewhere with a client. I'm able on QuickBooks to be able to swipe that and still get that amount tax deductible. Okay, so because the main problem with fuel, if, if you're not putting every penny of fuel that goes into your van, if it's not all getting used for the business, technically you can't take that receipt in to get scanned or whatever and and put that in your invoicing system or your sorry your accountancy system to get the tax back on because it's not all business use so for me that was doing a mix of both it was absolutely essential that i had a way of being able to select between the two so it does that as well the one of the biggest things that i've got through quickbooks at the time and in and now especially when i am i'm at a phase now in winter where i am trying to slowly sort of pick through the numbers one thing that you can get very relaxed with is not having a look at your data we spoke about this very briefly with will last week that he will do something with a plant or he'll make a change in the garden and then he will have a look at it again a year later and say right let me have a look at that picture that video that i took what's changed how did that pruning session go you know is it going the right way that i expected or has it changed a little bit and he's using that ever that data ever more to improve so with myself one thing that I've kind of been doing this year a lot more to be fair is you can run reports so bear in mind every invoice comes in and out through QuickBooks I am now able to run a report from whatever date that I wish you know it could be quarterly annually it could be the last three months it that is quarterly it could be sorry biannually is what I meant and it could also be over the last seven days whatever it is I can run the report it'll tell me on a drop down almost as a printout, what my expenses were, what my turnover was, what the total profits was, gross profit, all this sort of stuff. And you can get figures and see trends. And by putting this sort of stuff in a spreadsheet, you're able to match up what is going on and sort of if you're heading in a right direction. Because what I found is that I was going, like, I think I'm doing well. Like, you know, earlier on in the year, I think I'm doing well. I think everything's on track. Everything feels like it is, and then it would come to it. I'd run all my, um, I'd run all the reports, and then I'd go, oh, I need to make a tweak there, a tweak here, because when you see it on basically a, a full report, right, and you almost explain it to yourself, you are able to then learn from it. Do not forget, huge companies, you know, multi-million-pound companies have whole departments that run reports of what they're doing. Literally, just run reports and get data, gather data, present data 
to the leadership teams and to the CEOs and all that sort of stuff. It is a massive thing that we need to make sure that we do even on a small scale because let's face it, we're the ones doing it ourselves. We don't have someone a lot of the times to be doing that for us and presenting it to us. But imagine if you had someone that checked in with you every three months and said, this is how your money's going. This is where you've made the most money. You've actually made a loss over here. Let's put money in this direction. Let's focus our services on the the scarifications and sort of the, the spring and autumn renovations. That's our big, big hitters. And then let's lay off a little bit on the pressure washing because that's coming few and far between. We don't need to now invest in that five grand bit of commercial kit because it's just the need isn't there. You know, if you had this instant feedback from someone else, you'd be like, priceless, that's fantastic. But you don't. It's literally you putting these together. So you need to spend the time doing it. So with what I'm using now, which is QuickBooks, you're able to do all of that. The way I do the invoices and the payment returns is I try to send them as best as I can after each visit. So I'll go do a garden, let's say it's £60, I'll come out, sit in the van, and I will try and at that point there, it takes probably in the realm of 15 to 20 seconds to write out this invoice, because it's all pre-templated with all your stuff on, and then I just send it to them straight away, and off I go. Quite often, they'll get paid before I even get home that night. Sometimes, if I'm just behind it a little bit, as soon as I get in on that evening, Again, I'll just go through the like sort of register, I suppose, or the route plan of the houses that I've been to, and then I'll just put all the invoices in at the same time in the evening. What this helps is that it's going to help you get paid, right? It's going to make sure that you are fresh in their memory. They've seen you come, they've seen you go, and now they've got an invoice, okay? It's not, he's came and went. A week later, I receive an invoice. I'll just get around to that whenever, you know, one thing I would recommend is get that invoice out as soon as you physically can after doing the work and just following up on it. For example, I've sent out, I've got a commercial client that they, they're they pretty fantastic at paying sometimes and then they're pretty late with paying at other times. My view on commercial side of life is that they probably receive, you know, 20, 30 invoices a day for different sorts of stuff that you are probably lost in there somewhere. So I always give commercial units a little bit of grace. But for example, I had around about £1,100 outstanding for one commercial client over a few different visits. And some of them were up to 45 days overdue. Bear in mind, a payment term, what is one of the questions that this that uh, we were asked here, is my payment terms for commercial is 30 days. So I give them 30 days from the point of visit to pay that invoice. There is no set stage on what you should do unless you've signed um, a service agreement of some sort or they've actually voiced how they want to pay you, whether it be weekly, monthly, quarterly, whatever it might be. There is not normally a set standard for whatever it is. It is whatever you push out for getting paid, which is the main thing. So that's what you've got to go off. So for myself, I run it on a commercial gets 30 days. Obviously, they were then another 30 days past that. And we'll speak about late pairs in a minute. But that's 30 days for them. Regular clients that I'm going to every two weeks throughout the growing season or even throughout the year, I will give them a 15-day turnaround. So basically what it takes to me is it's basically two weeks. So it would be 14 days. What I do is I send it out, the payment due, 15 days. And then if they haven't paid me by the time the next visit comes, they get a reminder at that point basically saying, 
invoices due, still not being paid. Um, you know, we, we can't carry out the next service until this invoice is paid. Because what you can get lost in, and like I say, the commercial one where I've had several outstanding, that isn't the case with them because I know that they're good for it. I know we've been through stages before. And like, for example, I sent all the reminders through. That's been paid now. I know it comes back through and you need to get to know your clients and what client is a bit iffy and what clients, you know, can't be trusted. They're just slightly forgetful. At the end of the day, the best part with running your own business this way is that you're human. You can understand that people make mistakes and forget things. I do it myself when it's our own invoices that come through for a plumber or electrician. You know, I see it and then, you know, I'll put it down on the bench and then I don't come wrong with it again for three days. So, you know, we are all human. We all make mistakes with it. So you can bear with people. Send them send them general mind reminders, sort of explaining. Hi, Susan. I hope you haven't forgot about so-and-so. Just to let you know the invoice is due tomorrow. You know, you don't need to be the aggressor. You can simply be the person that is just approaching them and trying to ease them back into paying that invoice. Because the chances are, 90% of the time, They've just forgot. That's all it is. It's not trying to evade you. So I set the payment terms for 15 days for sort of the fortnightlies. And then when I am taking on a one-off service, even if it's for a regular customer or if it's for anyone else, let's say a pressure wash that's just been called in or a one-off head reduction, they get 24 hours. So it's basically due on receipt. So as soon as I send that receipt over the invoice, that is due to be paid. And that's the way that I found best, basically, to, to get payment through. It's one thing you know in it. It's another thing the client know in it. So this is where you can have all the processes put in place as physically possible. But if you don't communicate that to your clients, then they're never going to know, are they? Like, you know, unless you, you could even have it written on terms and conditions on your website, get them to sign it. But the chances are no one reads it because that's just how people go on with terms and conditions. Not many people actually read through them and read through all fine prints. So what I do is at the start of any of these jobs, taking on any clients, I make sure that I mention to them, you're going to be taking on a fortnightly service. We'll be with you every two weeks from March till November. From this point, the first visit will be nominated by myself when I'm able to get you in, normally the sort of last two weeks of March. The last visit of the year will be sort of the first two weeks of November, although this could extend if there is still grass to be cut. For invoices and payment, that will be sent for you at the end of each visit and it'll need to be paid within two weeks before our next session. At this point, if it isn't, I'll just send you a little gentle reminder just to make sure everything's fine and that you've received the invoice. I can't actually carry out the next service before that invoice is paid. So we really need to just make sure that we're on top of them terms. Is that okay, Susan? Oh yeah, J-Rock, that's brilliant, thank you. You know, having them conversations where you're explaining, okay, and you're going through your services is the best way you can physically do it. Because one, you'll know what they're saying. If they've got any immediate questions, you know that it's going to come straight back at you. Even if you go around to consultations, and this is one thing I'm still thinking about implementing, is having a checklist. Having a little checklist where I go around and it's, you know, check hedges, is there any deciduous trees for leaf season? Um, you know, how often should we be doing this? What's the parking like outside? Everything that might affect price, but also things that you might want to ask the clients at the same time. Therefore, you cover everything and any questions, concerns, anything else can be written down at that point and answered in the most effective way possible. And therefore, you're fine. So we're getting paid, how we keep track on it 
for me at the moment would have to be something like QuickBooks. QuickBooks, I think, is kind of one of the leading CRMs in that field at the moment. But it is definitely a way that you can keep on top of it and make sure that you keep track of all of your receipts, your invoices in and out, the payment terms, what you're doing, the mileage that you're doing. All of it is tracked through QuickBooks and it's a fantastic way of being able to do so. The bit where I think that it sort of steps up a level is again another CRM, what is Jobber. So this is a big one. You see it a lot of times over in America, but I'm actually seeing it more and more being used by people in the UK as well. CRMs are customer relationship management software. So this is just something where you're able, a lot of these, what we've just talked about there and what I'm doing through spreadsheets or whatever else is now automated. So you're saying you're paying a premium figure. I think it's somewhere, it depends what package you go to, but let's say 80 to 100 pound and that will get you a certain package. Now, some of the great things that I see with Jobber, and I really don't know too much about it at the moment, but one of the great things with Jobber is that when you're due for your next appointment, it will send an automatic email, text message, whatever, to your client saying, Hi, Sarah, this is Sam from J-Rock Lone Care and Gardening. We are due to be with you tomorrow, Tuesday, the blah, 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 at whatever time. You know, it is automated. You've just been there on your visit. You're leaving. I think you just press a button. It then sends another automated message. Hi, Sarah, that is us just leaving your property now. Thank you very much. Please see your invoice below, whatever else. And then there's feedback forms that can give you tips, all this different stuff. I think it's just a level up. So I think you can actually use them in uh, in correlation with each other. You can use QuickBooks for the accountancy side, but you can use Jobber for the invoices and the, the actual main CRM, so that software system of everything else for making the rest of getting paid a whole lot easier. So there are a couple of ways that I would say, you know, look into. If you're not using any accountancy software at the moment, then I would say check with your accountant because a lot of the times accountants have a preferred way to do it. And what you wouldn't want to do is do it through QuickBooks and then your accountant be like, oh, well, you know, I don't, I don't like using QuickBooks. What I don't see many accountants actually saying because it's very easy. But have that conversation with them first. Make sure that it's possible for you to go over QuickBooks, what should be more than fine doing. And then after that, if you do want to level up again, you're looking at basically something like Jobber to be able to create that whole 360 ease and getting paid and it all just being automated. So they are the ways that I say of doing it. Like I say, for approaching the contractual work, we will speak about that next week. We have got that guest hopefully coming on. That will be getting recorded midweek. If it gets recorded midweek, then we'll be sending out posters and I'll be putting on some of the groups and things like that of who is joining us. But so I'm very, um, very within the community. Happy to help everyone. Has a fantastic YouTube channel. And like I say, an absolute wealth of knowledge. And for you that are in the on Lawn Care Legends and Professional Gardeners and Instagram on YouTube, you probably know who I'm talking about. But anyway, so they're, they're the three stages. You've got the easy way, what's stage one of, sorry, the free way, stage one, which is Google Sheets. You basically write them out yourself, creating each individual invoice every single time and sending them out. You've got stage two, what's QuickBooks, something that's really much in the middle, what is an accountancy platform where you can send invoices very easily at the sake of 20 seconds or so. You can pull reports, reevaluate what you've been doing, where's your money sitting. You know, if there's been any late pairs, you can mark all that down. And then Jobber, that again is, I would say, stage three, what is a more of an expensive CRM, 
but it's going to offer everything from them automated messages to you know feedback forms that all get automatically sent i think it just sounds fantastic quite honestly i've got no affiliation with job whatsoever but it is something that i would be looking to go into i think pretty soon depending i need to look on it a bit more after speaking to some guys at Soltex, it's really kind of sold me at how easy it makes sort of everything else. The things that I'm still doing in the evenings or when I get back in, they're chilling because they're not doing this end of the paperwork or this end of the business, I suppose. It is just then overwatching instead of, you know, actually physically doing. So I hope that has helped somewhat. The main thing that I would just reiterate is you can have all of this, but if you don't mention anything to your clients, it is set up to fail. The communication between you and your client about being paid and getting paid on time is a lot of the times completely on you, the service provider. Being professional, getting there, going above and beyond on what you're doing, you know, having them conversations, being relatable, being a human to them, not just a guy with a mower that appears every two weeks out of nowhere. If you see them, say hello, you know, be nice to them, be courteous. I think all of that helps in the grand scheme of getting paid. If you go there and you're a bit arrogant, you, you let your bad day flow onto them, they're just going to have a bad taste in the mouth about you. And if they're not, if you put not really liking you as a person by not really liking the work that you've just done, then that's where the equation equals, you know, mispayments, argument over payments, all that sort of stuff. If you go there, you don't do a perfect job, but you're a really likable character, they can tell that you're genuine, that you do want to be there, that you have tried your best, then they're probably going to say either just pay that balance because they know you as a character, as a person, and want to pay that balance just so it's all sorted, or worst case scenario, they're probably going to give you a follow-up message saying, Sam, can we've just had a look around the garden. Now um, there's this area that we're not too sure on, that we don't think that it was done exactly how we said. Can you please come back? You know, you're probably going to get a nicer retaliation than just straight away hit you where it hurts, money, not paying them. You know, so it is a lot on you. CRMs getting paid, sending invoices can be a lot on all of that sort of thing. And that can all be fine having them in place. But if you're not a character that is very easily approachable or professional, even more so, uh, then you're just looking for problems from the off. So start with yourself and then push into your systems and then push that to clients. But it all needs to begin with yourself. So try and route it that way. Any more questions on that from, I believe I've just kind of went at you, absolute machine gun fire through that entire podcast. But I hope there's been something that you've been able to take away from it. What is quite a basic topic of, invo of how do I track money in and out and how do I display invoices? The, play, the clients play right after. I could have probably said that in a sentence. So that is a long drawn out way of me sort of explaining it using some of my experience. But I hope it helps in some way, shape or form. Thank you very much for tuning in on this week's podcast. Thank you very much for everything this year. In fact, like I said, this is a very grateful episode after sort of sitting down and looking at what everything's sort of become. So if you do fancy getting on, we've got a list of about seven or eight people that showed interest to jump on sort of over the winter. Any more of you that fancy sharing your story, please just send me a little paragraph on Instagram or on emails, jrocklc at gmail.com, and we can have a chat about it. But till then, please, if you can, like, subscribe, rate, comment, whatever you do with this podcast that you're currently doing, please continue doing it because it is a massive help. So thank you very much. Take care, everyone. Have a great weekend and see you next week.
This episode is brought to you by Total Loan. Total Loan provides scientifically engineered loan care products to homeowners, hobbyists and loan care professionals. Their range of fertilisers and biostimulants will keep your lawn looking lush, green and moss-free all year round. I use Total Loan products for my customers and on my own lawn, and I think you should too. The team at Total Loan put quality above anything else when they're producing their loan feeds. They use ingredients that are rarely if ever used by their competitors to give you the best loan possible. Try Total Loan today at totalloan.co.uk and use code JROCKLOANCARE at the checkout to receive 10% off your whole order. Total Loan are so confident in their products that you can use them on your loan and if you're not happy with the results you can get in touch with them up to 90 days later for a full refund. Go to totalloan.co.uk and transform your loan.